Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. It's first day of motherfucking summer, buddy. It is. It is um, hit 20 degrees for the first. Uh, it's May 3rd we're recording this. Is that why, is that why you invited me to the patio? Because it broke 20? Literally, yeah. yeah. Well, so uh, just before recording this, uh, Tyler and I were on a patio. Celsius. First, first time this year. And um, yeah, it's summer, baby. As soon, like literally, I was wearing a t-shirt today. And like I have a friend that's in Australia on mm-hmm. my Snapchat. And she, she like, every time it hits like above zero, we're like wearing t-shirts and shorts and shit here. And she's like, what the fuck are you people doing? She went to South Korea. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I f- my, they fucking lost my luggage. So I don't have a jacket. And it's like 10 degrees. And I'm like, I don't see the problem. And she was like, I don't. What are you talking about? Sweater up, bitch. She's like, you're not wearing a t-shirt at 10. I'm like, we are wearing a t-shirt at 10 here. Well, especially when you get a nice spot in the direct sunlight. Oh, like, man, mm, yeah. Mm. I picked out a nice spot on the patio today where yep. I text him like, hey, do you want to go to patio before the podcast? He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm already there. <laughs> and I was. It was like three hours before we were supposed to meet. It's fine. So yeah, welcome to Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we debate business topics both sober and drunk to see if we come to the same conclusions. This is episode 113, Tyler. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Prairie Wolf Bakery, and we will have no, more... You turn that around. Okay, and and, <laughs> and we will have more on that uh, once we get to the shot caller portion of the of the show. Um, how you doing, buddy? Uh, yeah, pretty good, actually. It's... Uh... You just told me yep. before we got on the air that you had your lowest month in sales last month than you've ever had before. Yeah, it's fine though. Like it was, it it wasn't because like the business is struggling. It's just like it was a weird lull in. We had we had uh, business booked, but it just got pushed because construction's always fucking late. And uh, yeah, so we're just kind of left scrambling to fill the schedule. But it was kind of nice. Like it was really good timing because we actually moved into a new shop space and it allowed us to kind of build into that space or really organize it. And then focus on some other small projects. Some guys took some time off. And now it's like, it was nice and easy, maybe too easy, into like busy season, I guess. So whatever. It's no biggie. I, um, my business partner just texted me like before we started recording. He's like, yeah, we have $800 in the bank account. Mm-hmm. Uh, the line of credit's maxed out. Uh, my line of credit's maxed out. Uh, the gray master card's maxed out, maxed out. The black master card's maxed out. Um, he's like, well, at least we have a lot of inventory to sell. <laughs> Rip. Yeah, we have like $150,000 in like short-term credit card debt. Um, the payments on my canning line, that was $200,000. That was like, so it's like $4,500 a month. That starts in July. Yeah. And um, I can't say the last thing, but we're going to have increased expenses right away. Right. I can't say that though, but um, yeah, so we're not doing great, um, but. But you are also going into your busy season. Yeah. Out of your slow season, which has historically been the call your friends because you're almost bankrupt. This is season. like two years in a row where we haven't had to take short term loans, which is progress. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think we'll be fine. We're not going to go under. It's, it'll be okay. Yeah, but, there's nothing systemically wrong. No, it's the only thing systemically wrong is like there's a recession. The macroeconomics. Yeah, yeah which is not my fault. Yeah, which is because not. Yeah, which is also get, not I, affecting me, which is great. Yeah, well, you're yeah, but I get the I get the reports from the government liquor stores of all the alcohol sold in my province. Every single category has been down over the last two years that I've yeah. seen. I got this month was 
French wine and scotch. Both were down like 20% dollar amounts. Yeah. The French wine was down dollar and liter. Uh, I, I, I thought it was funny. The whiskey was down dollar significantly up liter. Yeah, there so was, people everything were was buying on sale. better shitty whiskey. Uh, oh. the, the other category in whiskey was up like 85% this year, uh, this month over month. Uh, because people were buying like weird Japanese whiskey that like barely qualifies as whiskey. Mm, right. Um, but like scotch, um, bourbon, Canadian whiskey is all down as a category. Mm. I've heard globally though, scotch is way up. <laughs> okay. But it, like, yeah, I'm, globally over like the last like five years, they've no, but I'm saying over the last skyrocketed. Like, six months, right? Yeah. The world's kind of gone to shit. People can't afford a fucking hundred dollar yeah. bottle anymore. Yeah. Yep, true enough. Well, I mean, here it's a $100 bottle, but elsewhere it's not. I don't know, man. I'm not, like, as someone who lives in this industry, I talked to all my customers. They've been saying, like, I've had, I had the, the, the worst one. And if you're listening to this, I love you because you support us. But I had a woman in tears, literally, mm-hmm. being like, I haven't bought your wine in six months. I'm so sorry (laughs) yeah. because they saw me at like a market. They were buying like eggs yeah. and they were like, I'm so sorry. I just like, it's not in my budget anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, don't, (laughs) don't apologize. Like, it's fine, man. Like I get it. And then like, so I'm not like mad, Yeah. but it doesn't pay the bills to, to understand what's going on. Right. People are broke, (sighs) man. Yeah. That is what it is. And if you're not going to, cause like I always used to say liquor is recession proof. Right, they drink when they're rich because they're rich. They drink when they're poor because they're poor. They drink when they're happy because they're happy. They drink when they're sad because they're sad. But what I'm finding out is, alcohol indeed is recession proof. But, but you need to be making the nine dollar bottles of wine. Yeah, you need to be making the cheapest in the category, and I'm not. And I can't. I I've run the math on the cheapest wine in the category, in our province, and I couldn't hit it. Like it, that's my break past my break even. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck they do. Well, I guess it's just mechanization and, you know, ma- like whatever. But it's like the just the fucking labor and materials it cost me to make that shit is more than what they sell it for. Yeah. Well, profit-wise. Yeah. Like, so there's literally no way I can beat. Yeah, get fucked. So it is what it is. But, I, but like, I, I've talked to a few people, like older business people that have been around for a minute. And they always tell me, they're, they've been telling me it's like, if you can survive the recession, mm-hmm. you're thriving the next bull run. Right. And then there's going to be another recession. I was talking to a guy that was that's in manufacturing that's in his 60s and has been in manufacturing since he's about my age, like since he was in his 20s, and was saying, yeah, this is my fourth recession now. Yeah. 2008 was worse than this, or it felt worse at least. Right. You know. Yeah, 2008 hit everybody differently. You know, and uh, that that's the thing is like for all of us, you know, I keep saying like, <laughs> I, Zach, my business partner pissed me off the other day because I was like using young entrepreneurs to describe it. He's like, bro, we're 27. We're not young entrepreneurs anymore. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this generation of entrepreneurs, right? I, I think young is still defined as like under 35 or under 40. All the government grants that are like. It's 39. Yeah. yeah, it's 39 and under. Yeah. Yeah. So. But um, the young entrepreneur like my generation of entrepreneurs yeah. have never experienced a recession before yeah no downtime it's always been bull bull you know, run bull run because last like 
I saw some TikTok that was like my biggest investing mistake in my life during 2008. I should have bought a house. I was 10, <laughs> but I should have bought a house. How old was I? I was 12 in 2008. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I saw it's this. Like, like, I wasn't in the market. Yeah, I should have bought Amazon my, stock. Yeah, my biggest mistake is being eight <laughs> when, <laughs> yeah, when the last yeah. real estate crash happened. And, and I laughed at that, but then I reposted it on my finance Twitter. Drunk dividends, follow us if you scare. Um, but I reposted it because I was like, this is actually not profound, but it's like kind of made me think where I'm like, yeah, actually, I've never been in a situation of downturn before. Yeah. Because my life, like I turned legal age where I could invest in securities uh, in 2014. So from 2014 to COVID was like the highest, most unprecedented bull run of all time. Yeah. Um, and now we're having a reaction from a global pandemic that's never happened since fucking 1912. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Like the thing is this kind of thing is like, I'm, I'm complaining and I, like I, in my heart of hearts, I believe I'll get through the business will get through. Yeah. But I'm, it's kind of sketchy. I paid myself a thousand dollars last month and I don't know about like maybe listening at home. Maybe you can live on a thousand dollars. That's it's cutting it fucking tight for me in this province. That's, that's like half of poverty. Well, my rent's $900. <laughs> so, and you know, I don't want to say I'm lucky, but like my corporation pays for my car and my gas and my cell phone. Yeah. Right. So I, I just pay. So you spent a hundred bucks on booze. Basically. Well, no, I pay, I spent a hundred bucks on, um, on, uh, water and electricity right. and internet. And then I spent a uh, credit card on the drinking rest. and eating out and stuff. Right. Very sustainable. Well, not forever, but we're hoping that maybe <laughs> this recession doesn't last forever. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just think like it's, it's an interesting Ex- like thought process to be like okay well this is n- like what did i do last time there wasn't a last time right i was never in a situation of recession before as a adult at least yeah. right yeah you, yeah you live through it but you didn't learn anything as from a, it. well I, I was never a businessman right right so yeah the only thing i learned from 2008 was my family's business went bankrupt and we lost everything and i went from a big house to a small house and it was very shameful that See, was my, what, that's what I, that was the lesson I learned for 2009. So it's like emotionally I felt the loss, but it's like, I didn't learn anything from it. See, my parents were government employees Yeah, and, you know, pensioned and salaried and all this. And, um, I, so I didn't feel a, a downturn and, yeah. uh, yeah, it was in, like, it was like an, I, it was a concept, right? My, no, even worse than that or better than that, depending on your perspective, my grandparents, my grandfather who was retired, who in his career made a lot of money, yeah, bought a house in Arizona right? that was foreclosed on. He bought a vacation home. My first flight ever when I was like six months old, mm-hmm. going, to, going to that vacation home in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I didn't cry on the plane apparently. Wow. And they were very happy. They always tell this story. I don't remember. You were drinking. I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was six months old. But, um... Yeah, like, so, like, they were, my family was in a position where they could capitalize on the recession because interest rates were 30%. So, well, like 18, but like, you know, I'm cash was, cash was getting you anything. Yeah. No. So, my, my grandfather, who was a um, pensioned government employee making, I don't know what he was making back then. He was a superintendent of schools. So, he was making probably 100 grand or more, I bet, 
more probably yeah um well he he made enough my my grandmother never had to work yeah she worked as like a um she worked for hydro for like i think five or ten years or something and then like just stayed at home with the kids well, that's just that generation. i guess that different generation but anyway either way he made fair money mm-hmm. and um just having cash back then yeah it was like I have uncles, like my grandfather's brothers, um, that retired at like 40 because they just bought gold uh, and a cabin property uh, in like 2008. Yeah. And then just waited, did nothing. Like they weren't, they didn't know how stocks worked. They didn't know how trading worked. They just bought assets because someone told them to, sat on it for 10 years and then sold it. Yeah. And then made 10x what they made, what they spent on it. I guess, if, yeah, I guess if you did it in the right period of time, but typically gold just pegs inflation. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, but if inflation's like 10%. But, but I mean, it's like, I don't know. If you look at gold versus inflation, I don't know, you can pull up a chart, but it actually basically just holds to inflate. It's a, it's an inflation hedge. It's not a very good investment vehicle is, is my point. But okay. Yeah, yeah, anyways. Whatever. Semantics. This is, this is, yeah, this is also like, I don't know, I was a kid, but I remember my mother being like, oh, my great uncle's so fucking lucky because he right. put his money in this and now he can retire or whatever. Right. And I remember, I always remember should have bought CN stock is what you should have bought. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I, and I always remember my uh, my other uncle. He had this, uh, he bought this uh, property in the buttfuck nowhere and then they developed the location um, to be like cabin country mm. and they kept telling him, the bylaws have changed. You need to develop this land. You can't just sit on it. You right. need to build something. So every summer he'd go out there and build like, put one more two by four on. <laughs> like literally. Amazing. And they'd be like, no, no, no. Here, I took pictures. I worked on it this year, but my, you know, my hip. Right. You know, I got to do it. And then, but as long, like in the bylaws, it was like, as long as you're constructing it. Right. It's fine. So he would go out and put one more two by four on basically. Wow, build a, or build a little deck. I'm going to say you know? it, It's almost like you guys were related <laughs> i never really knew this guy well yeah but i just remember my mom my mom kind of not calling him a piece of shit but kind of being like come on <laughs> like, yeah that's you're, great you're kind of like just finessing and then i think it's funny yeah it's my great. mother's like he's taking advantage of the system i'm like yeah he is yeah, i love it <laughs> like because fuck you and your bylaws if i own the property i should be able to do the fuck i want on it ideally well i'm thankful like the property i own um doesn't the municipality doesn't care well, it's because it's already subdivided. They, whatever. Because some places that are like on the come up do care. You have to build. Like it. you have to develop it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in cities. Right. You can't just buy it's... infill properties and then wait for the speculation to grow. Right. Because you'll <sighs> do they levy like fees or fines against you or what? No, they'll take it here. At yeah. least they'll take it. Yeah. They'll just be like, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Um, I know. Yeah, I know. In like, I think it's New York or San Francisco. One of those like tough real estate if it's if a business isn't opened in the location that you own uh you have to pay like a hundred times taxes oh right yeah, yeah until you have it operating as something and then the taxes go down right yeah hmm. but we're talking about like cabin residential country right right i don't know what the actual things they do i think they'll like here they'll like seize it from you yeah yeah, hmm. yeah. wild or basically imminent domain you yeah like pay you out of it and take it and yeah. then get someone else to develop it because yeah. they're trying to prevent real estate speculators from yeah, which buying... is which is good. Like I think I don't know. I think speculators in, I think speculators have just kind of 
ruin most people's way of life for no reason except to enrich themselves. Like I, th- I don't think the world would be worse if there wasn't real estate speculators. I am trying to argue with you from a free market perspective, but I can't disagree. <laughs> like, I mean, th- what that free market do? <laughs> We're living in it. I to, mean, like the Canadian house prices, even versus the U.S., like our buying yeah. our buying power as compared to the average American, I think dropped thirty or forty percent in the yeah. last two years, which Apparent, is fucking awful. Apparently, if you like measure our like purchasing power parity versus strength of dollar versus home price versus average wage or whatever, yeah, uh, Canada's like the lowest of the G seven, yeah, or like like the worst off. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. Yeah, and that's new. Well, I was just actually, my, my friend is um, house sitting right now and they were just curious because they don't own a house, but they maybe want to get a house and they were curious how much this house was worth. So I'm like, oh, it's, you know, let's think about it. So I, I Googled it and found a couple places in the area and I'm like, it's probably worth about this, about 400 G's, which is like, seems reasonable to me, right? Yeah. It was like three bedroom developed like backyard, whatever. I'm like, yeah, all right. But then I, my friend who's a mortgage broker always tells me the bank is looking for you to have three times your income on your mortgage payment. Right. That's the rule of thumb. Yeah. You're going to get approved if your income is three times what you're paying in a mortgage. Yeah. And it's hard to get approved if it's lower. So I put the $400,000 home into a mortgage calculator at our current rates of about 5%. Mm-hmm. And you need to be making $8,000 a month to pay for that house. Woof. By their metric. Yeah. You know, and that's $96,000 a year. Yeah. Which is the median income in Canada is 40. Yeah. So that's double what, more than double what the average or the median. What's the median household though? 61. Is it? I don't know. He's Googling it. Don't worry. Uh, it is ninety six two twenty. Sorry, what? Ninety six thousand. Ninety six thousand for a household. Yeah. So what's that in individually? Forty two and a half. If you could do the math that way, but it's more so like ninety six and zero. It's <laughs> probably a lot of it. <laughs> Fair. No, but but okay, but like, or, but or seriously, like sixty and thirty. But okay, so I have to get married to buy a house. Most people, yeah. Most, what if case, I don't want to? most cases, that's how it is. Like the the number of single people that own ho- homes is going up, but it has historically not been very high. And like the the two person income to afford a house, well, welcome to the two thousands, baby. Like that's what all. That's why everybody fucking grovels about it. It's like you used to be able to just survive with a. The um you used to be able to survive with a single income, which yeah. that meant you could afford your fucking mortgage and your food. Yeah. Now you can't. That's the point. You know what my um mortgage broker friend actually suggested to me? Not suggested, but just like maybe think about it. And I'm not suggesting anything here, Tyler. Uh oh. But he said get a friend and uh-huh. treat it like a duplex. Yeah. Like how I rent with Mitchell right now. He has the yeah. top floor, I have the bottom floor. He's like, because bank doesn't give a fuck. Uh, Cause I, I, I don't know why, but I was under the impression that 
if you wanted to have a mortgage on like multiple people, it would kind of have to be like a marriage situation. Right. But no, apparently like they don't give a fuck. As long as you have two people with two incomes on that mortgage, he's like, I, I do it all the time. I broker people that are friends. Yeah. They just want to get a ho- buy a house and then they buy equity in the house. And then it works like that. So yeah. like, but like, so like not saying I would want to do that necessarily, but like that's almost what the economy is like forcing people to do. Yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, there's, um, I, I was even reading something about this the other day, how new home builders are factoring in um, income suites a lot more. And in addition to that, in addition to income suites. So like income suite being like, I want to rent out my basement. Right. Yeah. Like complete, a, a completed suite. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now the next phase of that is um, not necessarily an income suite, but kind of like a hybrid between that and um, just, a, a bit of a more private layout so basically you can have your adult children live, live at with home you. with you and Without, it's like, like being in your space right and maybe like they'd like this have a small kitchen and maybe they don't have like all of the amenities within their sealed off area like they would still connect with the family but they would have like their own entrance and like kind of a lot of the elements of a of a private suite yeah so that they could be more comfortable living there into their late 20s or whatever and like have a you know a partner live with them and and so on stay home and pay rent whatever so that's like being <laughs> starting to co- creep in to to home design well i also like i i know that in um some places in europe and i think like asia they do like 100 year mortgages yeah where the mortgage payment is so low and you and like i know you're listening you're like 100 year mortgage i'm not gonna live 100 years that's the whole point is that they make the payment, you know, a hundred bucks a month because it's stretched over a hundred years. Um, but then the idea is when you die, your son or your children keep yeah. paying it. Yeah, just generational housing, right? And and apparently that's like a culture. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've never been here. I just read an article that was like talking about that. Yeah. Like we should bring this to North America. Um, because apparently like having like a mortgage was like an invention of the banks after World War II where they're like, we need to make more money. So they're like, let's make propaganda where it's like, if you don't move out, you're a pussy. And then they like made it so like they commoditized housing when before it was literally like you just kept passing down the house basically. Yeah, it was was the structure of the mortgage and the marketing of the mortgage along with the um, kind of the invention of housing developments where you could, they would have like specific models and like suburbs where um, like our friend that works in that industry, yeah. the builder buys up a whole bunch of land, they put in the streets and then they pick a couple of models and they build all these houses the fucking same, which like brings down the, drives down the cost of building and speeds things up significantly because like the skill level goes down. It's essentially, um, they just, what do you call it? Where you have like a, line production line yeah yeah they, they they turned housing into a production line which is like was shitty for trades like that was like that was really the beginning of the end for um trades being like a really good or at least carpentry and those types of things being like a really good career path for most people it just really shrank down at that point now it's like you have the the industry is like three quarters crackheads and one quarter competent and it's just it's not like a lifelong a sustainable career for most people. It's not accessible. You personally avoid that by being the top of the top. Like you exactly. build, you build the top um, on the market. 
But like where I'm at a disconnect with my business is that I can't be the top right. because I'm not Italian or French. Right. You can't make the most expensive wine if you're not in France. Yeah. And that's it. Period. I mean, Winnipeg isn't known for its wines. Even if I was in BC, maybe I could like, you know. Do a little better. But it's like, I can't sell the most expensive bottle I have is $26. Yeah. And that is like, I have people being like, $26? (laughs) Like, there's nothing I can do. So most of my bottles are around $15. And that's the most I can command in this market. But you, like the whole, like rich people don't get affected by inflation. Well, they, no, I guess no, they don't, they don't, well, they don't, I mean, they're not ma- rich people, right? But like, they're not materially affected okay, but by like it. My, it's not going to affect their plans. My grocery costs go up 30%. Yeah. That's all of my spare income. Yeah. Their grocery costs go up 30%. They're not even feeling it. Yeah. Right. They don't notice it. They're so, not, they're not price sensitive. To that's what I mean. Most things that we're doing. That's what I mean. Like, but like, I, I'm also getting fucked right now by interest rates going up high because I have a lot of long-term debt. Yeah. Right. The canning line I was paying $3,200 a month for now I'm paying 45. Yeah. That's an extra fucking $1,300 a month. I have to pull it in nowhere just because some numbers on a screen moved up. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Some fake, what I agreed to pay them is now the same 70% of what I'm paying them because some numbers on us because some guy in some place that we've none of us have ever met raised a number so like you know so that's almost like because uh, the economy but i agreed to pay you this much can i just pay you that much you know what i mean there's a <laughs> like uh, fuck off <laughs> just quick sidebar on on the whole uh raising interest rates to curb inflation um it was i don't know if it was like a hedge fund i don't know some fucking agency did a big uh meta study on uh they're like Okay, so this is inflation, and they just simply looked at where is the money gone. Yeah. They're like, of all that money, where is it gone? And the argument is, like, it's like the um, it's the wage increase, cost increase cycle, right? That's what all the fucking corporate people will say, right? That's that's why inflation is going up, because everyone's wages are going up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that accounts actually for uh, overall in—this is for the U.S.—overall for 8%. But as of, a of the realized inflation, as an employer, I disagree with that because I raised my employees' wages um, to fight inflation, not the other, other way around. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like that's the reality of it is you're not causing like your prices aren't jacking up because your employees want more. Like dude, that's not that's dude, not a I'm real... fucking raising my employees' prices to like forty grand a year. Yeah, for uneducated like high school dropout like entry-level jobs and then my partner and i were talking about this he's like this is ridiculous and then i thought about it i'm like okay well well, we were started paying like 14 dollars an hour when minimum wage is 11 15 or whatever it was Mm -hmm. that's the same equivalent of now minimum wage is 16 bucks paying 19 or 20 yeah and 20 dollars an hour is 40 grand a year yeah yeah same thing but it just feels i'm being a boomer now right where i'm like this is too expensive for these fucking kids but it's like it's That's just, just it, where it it's, is. It's a mental. It's a mental number. That's where right? we are. Well, but also, I have eight hundred dollars in my bank account right now. Right. So well, the, we might go under, but it's fine. The uh, the corporate or the study basically found that the only thing that really changed was uh, stock buybacks and corporate profits, which 
is fairly conclusive. Like no, but even then, like it's like, like eighty percent of eighty percent of inflation is just companies making more money. I don't know about that because like I'm but, pretty like that was like the fucking hard numbers. I'm pretty active with the hard numbers in like the S and P five hundred and stuff. Like I have a stock trading group and everything that I'm in. Yeah, and like most like prices like EPS like earnings per share and stuff is down for a lot of companies. Of like, if you were grading on a curve, like right. where you know the pro- the projection that it would have been pre-inflation. Is that accounting for? Well, I'm just kind of share like, buybacks and. Well, maybe not. Like I'm, 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 a lot of them are increasing their equity. Like they may not be increasing their earnings per share, but the I'm also is... like I'm self-admittedly not that smart when it comes to numbers. Yeah. So like I just kind of repeat stuff I hear. But oh, like, there's a fucking like, Wall Street I, analyst firm. Uh, sure. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I also have seen like analysts saying like, this is the first time ever that like everybody's hurting at the same time. Like where like consumers and corporations are hurting. And then the conclusion of the things that I read were like, um, we don't know where, like our ideas of the economy have been thrown out the window now. Right. We don't because know it's where like, did the money go? Whoa, <laughs> what's happening? Like, yeah. how do we have like, you know, inflation crisis with a real estate crisis, with a housing crisis, with a um, employment crisis? Like, no, no, they shouldn't all be happening at the, the same time. The, the, uh, the strong job market with everything else is the, is the weird. But I'm part. having trouble hiring people. That's what I'm saying. And I pay above rate. That's what I'm saying. If it was a real recession, you should have a glut of workers. But why do we feel like it's a recession? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> like, so that's that's the that's the part that's not making sense. But apparently like everybody, like people that like have these like you know, you have the rule like the rule of this, like if this goes up, then this goes down, whatever. Yeah. Everything's like changed over the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, for those who were like keeping track of my math, um, <laughs> with like the eight percent was the the wage inflation and like it was between seventy and eighty percent was um, corporate val or corporate like, I guess share buybacks, uh, extra earnings, extra profits, whatever. Oh, I thought you uh, were talking about how many, how the percentage of black people versus never mind. Uh, so the missing amount in there, the missing like twelve to twenty percent, is actual increased cost of goods. <laughs> but I that's like, low for me like every single there's not a single cost of mine that's up less than 50 percent yeah but you're one business sure but I well, all my, I can, my costs are up less than 15 percent over the last two years peak COVID though what was yeah. your lumber looking like I didn't buy lumber well but you know what I mean the like, largest the largest price increase I've gotten in the last two years was I think three and a half percent no but you remember fucking lumber in the middle of COVID yeah but I didn't buy lumber but I don't know. Someone on your team was fucking buying lumber. No, our how do you build we, a house? We don't, we don't do anything with lumber. Someone in the house by building the house buys lumber. Yeah, sure. The lumber went up, but like a lot of stuff didn't. There's no and it s- and it went up for a short period of time, and then it all came back down. Like it's it's quite quite down right now, like compared to where it was. Like it's it's mostly come back. Like my point is, you're looking from through the glass of just your business but how am I supposed and specific to look, commodities. How right? am I supposed to look at anything else? This is the overall overall market is it's just price gouging. Like I guess. But then also like most of the stuff I buy for like the uh the bottles and supplies and stuff I buy from China. So right. it's like are they price gouging me? Well probably like, like, maybe the answer is like yes. You're you're probably a victim of price gouging to a great degree. Maybe it's only twenty percent of what 
if your think about your price increases, only twenty percent of that is actual real costs. But that doesn't and help. And eighty percent of is you getting gouged. But that doesn't help me. No, it doesn't. It's right. just it's it's just it's trying to counter the narrative of if you increase the interest rates, it'll solve the problem, which is bullshit. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Well, but then I also like you look at like our left leaning government trying to introduce like anti price gouging bills and stuff. It's like how's that going to stop China from doing it? Tariffs. We have the well, ex- yeah, and then we're gonna then that's a whole. Then you're in a game. trade war. Yeah, great, perfect. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just like I I, I, I I'm never not I'm felt... not saying that there's an easy solution. I'm saying the fucking messaging needs to be understood because like telling uh, telling people it's one thing when it's the other is just is not helpful. But I'm saying even proper messaging doesn't solve anything. What's well, a start? Like I guess. Like the wrong messaging isn't better. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Like I'm. I don't know. I I think it's just you give people the fucking information and let it be what it be because it the every single CEO of, of these companies in their earnings calls virtually every single one of these fuckers is like, "Oh, due to the inflationary environment, we've been able to take uh take advantage and uh, increase our prices substantially and we've actually outpaced our losses that we like blah, blah. And they're, they're literally saying we're price gouging these fuckers and we have record profits this year. You're welcome, shareholders." And I'm like so many earnings calls sound like that. Well, I guess like buy those stocks then, right? Right. Should be so, my solution. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're going to transfer here to the part of the show that me, that you, the audience can pick yeah. the shot that we yeah. take. You family that can't afford groceries. You just family. buy that stock. <laughs> you, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Dumbass. Um, yes, this is Shot Caller, the part of the show where you, the audience, can pick the shot that we take. This week, we're taking a salted caramel whiskey shot from Ooh. Tennessee's Old Smoky Distillery... Um, shot company. Uh, this shot collar segment is sponsored, uh, by Prairie Wolf Bakery, one of the newest bakeries in Winnipeg. Um, classically European trained bakers are making. You ever go to like um? So the other day, I was at a bakery, or no, I was at a grocery store, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I like sourdough bread. I'm gonna buy some sourdough bread, right? So I buy some sourdough bread and I make some sandwiches, and I like it, cause I'm a fucking shitty guy with bad taste yeah and then the owner of uh, prairie wolf bakery says to me that's not fucking sourdough bread that is garbage you are the bad person you have bad taste they didn't say this to me but this is what they Mm -hmm. were thinking i could just tell so apparently i'm not one i don't you eat more food than i do i don't eat really food at all (laughs) <laughs> you're a food eater <laughs> I, you're a food eater let's say right yeah and many say. of you may be listening are food eaters so apparently there's a distinction between bad food and good food some say yeah so some say that so apparently uh prairie wolf bakery is good bread mm-hmm. and uh grocery store bread is bad bread yeah well yeah that's kind of it's just like going to superstore meat section versus your local butcher yeah that's almost exactly what i do yeah, which I mean, most people do because it's affordable, and exactly. the butcher is not—it's a luxury. But this is also affordable, Prairie Wolf Bakery. So, hmm. shout out you for sponsoring this uh, episode. And uh, if you want to learn more, Google it. I don't know if they have a social media that I didn't go, write just, it. Just go there and buy bread, okay? <laughs> if you're re- if you're watching the video version they of this podcast, they don't on... need your likes. They just want to sell bread. I'm the opposite. I need your likes. I, if you're watching the video version of this podcast on youtube.com slash as you can see, I'm reading off some notes. I don't have a lot of notes written, so I don't fucking know, but, uh, thank you Prairie Wolf Breakery for sponsoring this episode. 
That's See, like, I really like. I I cringe when I taste the whiskey and then it immediately goes away. Mm. Because that fucking caramel is like good. It's so smooth. I don't. We talk about this every fucking week, but I feel like I always have to bring it up. Old Smoky Whiskey is the worst branding I've ever seen on a fucking whiskey, and I love their products. <laughs> Unironically. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back the fucking Maggle Heaven Hero that you laid off, because we bought it a lot. So, I want to get uh, a little depressy, but oh, good. kind of lean into uh, my more recent uh, self-work, which is not depressy. Okay, you have five minutes to make this turn this Interesting. around. Uh, well, no, first with a question. Are you uh, familiar with like the El Nino, El Nino cycle? My dad's really into um, weather. weather. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yes. Okay, so we're going into El Nino right now. Which is colder. No. Hot. Oh. Okay. We are, we have, we're all, yeah, we're into it. We've already started it. Well, I thought it was more precipitation. It's, which is usually more snow. It depends where. No, you, well, no, it depends absolutely. where you are, it's, dude. It, we just had our first day in May go over like fifteen degrees. I'm pretty sure we're the opposite. It doesn't. It okay. Mr. Okay, Mr. Weather Expert. Hold on. Let me tell my story. Yeah. Our friend Christian Zappa, who's a alumni of this podcast, that was episode. I want to say sixty-seven. We call him Mr. DiSerrano. Anyway, he owns a. Um, lawn care and snow removal company and he founded his company in a el nino year where there was like no snow yeah and he was laughing because he got people to buy monthly right. and there was no snow right but they paid the monthly fee yeah and then the second year there was so much snow it almost put him out of business yeah <laughs> he had to drive like 18 hours a day because he couldn't get the employees to handle all the snow of the contracts he had because this is so easy and then but that was an el nino which right. is less snow i think the nino nina cycle is more about temperature okay and i'm pretty sure it's not but i will let you finish i don't okay. this is like neither of us know enough to argue about it so like i am fairly certain about what i know i think you just don't know what you're talking this about this is something you're like repeating off a podcast you heard this morning no it's not okay i I've actually done a fair bit of reading about weather cycles. But um, anyways, we are going into a hotter three-year cycle. So for the next three years, on average, it'll be hotter than the last three years, basically. Oh, God, in, because fucking two years ago, it was a plus 40 and a drought. Right, and, Perfect. It, and that was significant because we were breaking records during the cold cycle. Great, awesome. Heat, and we are getting into the hot cycle. I'm going to kill myself. You might not need to. I know I say that a lot. It's the heat might do it. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it might, it may not be uh, significant this year. I mean, if you think about um, the year before last, we had an insane heat wave, right? And then last year actually wasn't that bad. But if you looked at like the map as an aggregate, everywhere was fucking hot except for like Canada. Like everywhere was seeing a heat wave. Like the Europe was having uh, their soil was getting killed because it, it was so fucking hot over there they were wrapping their bridges in tinfoil to save them and yeah that was the last year of the el nina like of the cold cycle and now we're getting into the heat so uh that was the depressy but um i did listen to a podcast um 
or whatever one of the more recent uh, ones on the Joe Rogan experience. I think what you should stop start doing is just stop saying you listen to Spotify and just like repeat it like it's your own thoughts. That's true. That's I funny. Should, yeah. Then we seem smart. Mm, I should, especially if I do it verbatim. Anyways, his uh, guest was talking about quantum computing. I'm not going to get into it. You can fucking listen to that shit yourself. But it made me a little bit hopeful for, like, human potential in terms of, like, technology and science of, like, you know, we might actually get the capacity to solve problems that seem insurmountable right now. It is it is feasible. Like, maybe we invent an extremely efficient, like, air conditioner system that, like, can go all around the world. We can, like, deal with the heat. Or maybe, like something in water filtration, something in fertile, like next generation of fertilizers or antibiotics, or uh, there's recently a discovery of a, uh, a bacteria that will eat plastic like super quickly, like in under whatever, 72 hours. Are they funny little guys? Yes. I like very small. Uh, (laughs) will completely decompose plastic. And like, there's a lot of things like this. That's like, watch us in four years being like yeah so that plastic eating bacteria has fucking doomed us <laughs> it's like if we put it into the ocean now it's killed everything and you know, now it's a sterile distilled water environment like that might happen we're not smart but true i don't know like i i'm i'm looking i'm trying to look at you know my next couple of years of my life and i've really been battling this because there's this wicked nihilism that like has set in of in just the process of like learning about how fucked everything is and getting worse consistently, like political norms are being shattered. Authoritarianism's on the rise. Fascism's in vogue. Like, and then the weather's getting worse and we're doing the opposite of everything that we need to do. It's like, and it's just, it's not that it's not just your dad being like, ah, shit's going all downhill. It's like, I think it is measurably getting worse. You know objectively what? getting I worse. I think like objectively though, it was just the trans people that made things worse. Before, objectively. Before yeah. them, it was fine. Yeah. Cause they just, they just invented trans. They people. put my trans people on a bud light and now the world is shitty. <laughs> Unironically though, uh, I heard it very well described today. Um, gender affirming healthcare. See about it. Okay, continue. Are you about to say something transphobic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gender affirming healthcare has been a lo- around longer than uh, like manned flight. Well, boob jobs, right, are gender affirming healthcare. Yeah, it, I mean, um, it goes beyond that, obviously, but like this, social transitioning is a big part of it. Did you see this Steven Crowder thing this week? <sighs> Maybe. Steven Crowder, who I'm on, I, I'm on the record of saying I never liked. There's a lot of, like, Jordan Peterson, I actually do think is smart. I think he's trying to grift to make money, which, like, do you, man? Um, Joe Rogan, I, I, on the record of thinking, is smart. Even Ben Shapiro, I think, is smart. Yeah. Um, but I never liked Steven Crowder. I think his just arguments were just never... He did those, um, that meme that's, like, uh, sitting in a college campus at a table, and he says, uh, whatever is whatever, change my mind. Right. That meme is Steven Crowder. So now you know who I'm talking about, listening. If you didn't yeah. know who he was... Um, so he, that meme is from like, a there are only two genders change my mind. Right. And he debated with people. It was always like bad faith arguments. Yeah. It was like, it was just trying to own libs. Yeah. It was get, trying to own, own and, libs, get clicks. And so this is a, he's a Canadian by the way, rough who now lives in America for a while. Cause he loves guns or whatever. And so a clip came out that his wife leaked 
of from their ring camera in their yeah. backyard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see this. Of him sitting in the backyard, smoking a cigar with his shirt off, and she's nine months pregnant. And then he's bitching, being like, you didn't clean the house? You didn't fucking, what? And she's like, can you go buy me something? He's like, you what? You want me to fucking stand up and go to the store when you're perfectly fucking capable of doing this? And it's being like, I'm the man. You need to service me when she's like nine months pregnant. Yeah. And um, that's that's completely consistent with his character. Smoking (laughs) a big fucking cigar. George Carlin said, um, big brown dick. Yeah. Sucking a big brown one. That, that, which is a parody, this is a six off the cuff now, like off the story, but, um, that's a parody. I think it was Freud said like everything that men do. That's like, you know, pineal shaped is like a subconscious. I want to suck a dick. Everything's phallic. Yeah. But he's saying that as he's smoking a cigar. Yeah. And the guy he's talking to is like, what about the cigar you, you're smoking? He looks at it and he's like, well, sometimes the cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Which that, that that's where that comes yeah, from. That's yeah. where where George Carlin was like, no, sometimes you're sucking a big brown dick while you're talking, right? Yeah. Anyway, but uh, so he said all this shit, and then it comes out he had gender affirming surgery recently. He had a uh, chest thing mm-hmm. where he had like breasts. Interesting. But it was a medical thing. Yeah. And he had gender affirming surgery where he had that fat removed. Right. To in concave his chest. And the doctor that did it described it as gender affirming surgery. Right. Because it's, it's cosmetic. It's cosmetic. Gender purposes and no, and no medical reason. There is not a single medical reason he could live with these little flabby tits. Right. I do it every day. Right. <laughs> and the, so everyone's responding and then so this just like happened at the same time as this yelling at his wife yeah but it's like the this is a transphobic man who is getting gender affirming surgery yes so i even like um i defend the tates all the time because i think they're funny but uh tristan tate had the same thing yeah we had like chest surgery and it's like and he's like yeah i was getting made fun of when i was younger so i fucking got the surgery it's like well, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, because some men get breast tissue, like, yeah, and it they're... and it and that's fine, is what I'm saying. Yeah, do you know it, what I mean? Get is the that, surgery, whatever. That, I don't give a fuck. You're but, an adult. But that's not that's but not that's their not thing. Not bad. So if that's I'm, not their thing, I don't give a fuck. Is not their thing. It's like no, I need to make your medical decisions. Is that is their entire decision. The thing that these men, maybe not Tristan, but Stephen Crowder for sure, the thing that he wants to make illegal in America. He did. Yeah. Effectively, yeah. Fuck off. Well, no, he wants to make it illegal to change your gender. No, no. He wants to make it illegal for, like, men to have gender-affirming surgery to make themselves look like women when that's basically the... Like, he did the same thing, but just in reverse. Yeah. But it's like, that's the same surgery. Because his masculinity was fragile. Yeah, fuck off. Like, so, just the, the... And if... Stephen Crowder ever wants to fucking debate me on this. Like I, I have the same opinion with all these people, not just him, but it's like, if you're going to be an anti-government libertarian, be an anti-government libertarian. Yeah. It does. You know what you can do with no government? Have a drag queen fucking read a story time to a kid. <laughs> yeah. And you also you can make, choose to not take your kid to that drag kid story, drag you, story time. You can't make that illegal. Yeah. And then also make other stuff legal. Yeah. I personally, Willows does not want the government interfering with this shit. Anything. Yeah. So I don't fucking care. 
Texas or whatever, Florida was trying to make it illegal to dress as a woman if you're a oh, man. That, dude, there is... What the fuck does that even is, mean? Define wanna, that. You want to get... Oh, that's the worst part is that because because they're introducing these bills, there has to be definitions introduced about gender. Um, I was actually just listening to a breakdown of some of these uh, bills. Guess how many anti-trans bills have been introduced since January 1st? Probably a lot, right? Over 300. Yeah. In just the states or... Yeah, in, in, the, in just the states since January 1st of this year. That sounds about right. It's fucking crazy. Well, all and, of them don't make any fucking sense. Well, well like, some, of, some of them do make sense in a scary way. So one of them, uh, it basically, it defines a woman is a human female that produces ovum... Um, that like can be fertilized, blah blah blah, and a male and is you know a male human that produces sperm and can fertilize eggs, whatever. So basically, in their exact like you you can tell they haven't fucking thought this out because as soon as you're past menopause and you're if not you're a woman infertile, anymore. you're no longer a woman. If Which... you can't produce eggs, you're no longer a woman. If you have like pico like if you name a fucking medical condition you no longer conform to the medical like definition like of a woman like shot in the dick or something and now I'm not a man anymore right or a man you don't fit either definition like yeah. like there's probably a third of the population doesn't fit into that and it's like and a lot of the stuff that they're introducing like science has just dealt with like 100 to 200 to 300 no. years ago see here's the and thing and it's like it's not even it's there's no good faith in the arguments whatsoever it's like it's like these fucking senators that are trying to make uh laws and policy and have debates about technology when they don't understand, understand that a finsta isn't a thing that's literally what's happening with these fucking pundits they don't understand shit tyler that's one of the smartest things you've ever said thanks is that these senators trying to make laws against technology when they don't understand technology or the same senators trying to make laws on gender when they don't understand gender they don't understand shit about science but they would also say to you that you don't understand gender that the gender book says there's two genders i say get fucked stay out of my business it no, doesn't so matter what you think <laughs> that's my opinion is that i don't know like like, like so prove, here, prove so here. to me that any harm is being done As, by you not passing like this. a liberal would say no, there are more than two genders, right? Right. I say, I don't know and I don't care. Get fucked. Get out of get my business. Fucked. Stop fucking asking questions about other people. Like Be Because the if, if you look at the enforcement mechanisms of these types of laws, this is why you have to think about the, what I don't know what they call it. The, I, I'll just call it the whiplash effect, where if you pass a law that is going to enforce your ideology, that same framework of enforcement and governmental power can be to what you reversed yeah. and be applied to yeah. you. As soon as it switches over government. Then. Exactly. So they're they're talking about piercing <laughs> a doctor-client privilege in order to enforce these rules. Oh, yeah. They're talking about, like, Florida wants, they want to create a, an app, whatever, like some kind of portal, where women have to track their periods, and if they miss a period, their... they have to prove that they didn't have an abortion. Yeah. Yeah, which is fucked up. Like... Most of the women that I am on a, you know, have a personal relationship with, actually, no, I'll 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 amend that. One hundred percent of the women that I know well enough to know this information do not have regular periods, and if they do have regular periods, they had a period of time where they were not regular. Like, what the fuck? This is becoming a law. I've had pregnancy scares with girlfriends right. that they missed their period because they're like stressed. Well, had too much coffee. No, because <laughs> the irony is because they thought they were pregnant, 
So their body was like, yeah, we're pregnant. And then they went to their doctor and they're like, you're not pregnant. And then they had a period immediately. Yeah. Like walking out of the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yes. Because your body is like, oh, I guess we are like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Human period is one of the most like uh, fucking fickle, weird ass things. There's so, that, like, like there's like ghost pregnancies. There's hormonal yeah. pregnancies. Yeah. There's there's so many different like name a thing. Well, there, it's it's an incredibly here, here's complex. The thing, is that none of, neither of us are scientists. We can have our opinions on genders and whatever. The f- like period. I that was a joke, by the way. Rip. The like end period, end full, of sentence. Full stop. Is I don't care what they do. And you shouldn't either. And the state doesn't actually have any scientific or any I, any basic. It doesn't matter a, if they do. There's, I don't give a fuck. Sure, I guess that's a good. That's take it to that point. Because sure. they're no. Because listen, they're these same people that are anti-abortion. Whatever. Now we're going to an abortion debate, which I don't think we should continue on. Just let me finish our sentences. Is like, there the government was saying we have science that supports COVID vaccines. Right. And you're like, no, you don't. And now you're like, no, we have science that supports two genders. And they're like, no, you don't. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> like, either that's way. the same fucking thing. It, either way, I don't give a fuck what you think. Number two, I don't give a fuck about those kids. Let them see naked girls. I don't give a fuck. Fuck do I care? Stop having fucking kids. Ugly ass fucking babies. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we're going to take our second we're shot. We're going to take a second shot here because we need one. On our Jesus segment. Jesus Christ, we need to drink after this. <laughs> we usually take a second shot if the uh, first shot was under 40%. So this is the second shot. Thank you. Uh, and we coincidentally always pick something under 40%. <laughs> thank you, Prairie Wolf Bakery, for sponsoring this episode. And second shot. He took his second shot like while I was talking. Yeah, because he's slow. Uh, I was going somewhere <laughs> positive with this. Line of and we just fucking we just started ranting. Went off the deep end. Yeah, it's great. So, is there anything that we've talked about today that you would change your mind now that we're drunk? I mean, we didn't really get controversial today. Me and you, but would, this I, is a pretty good episode. I think like that first like real estate thing that we're talking about that was like a good conversation. I think that was useful. Uh, well, I'll just kind of continue my thread because it is kind of contradictory of where we've been for the, uh, more of like in a meta sense. Just for the time. Yeah, in more of a meta sense than in where we've talked about in this specific episode. But I'm trying to get more positive in general because <laughs> I'm the opposite. <laughs> like I am, I'm not any more optimistic about where things are going. I am simply, I I'm I'm still trying to be conscious of all the pitfalls. You're trying of to like, be happy with like what you have. No, okay. not 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 just like general like contentedness in the in the moment i am i'm trying to think about the possibility of like maybe the simplest way i can frame it is i think things are on a tipping point of where they can get um incredibly bad incredibly fast and probably will get worse before they get better but i have like now a shred of hope in humanity in that we can get into the shit and back out the other side and maybe but maybe even avoid the worst of that's it. what i've been saying to you for a while i think it's possible like i remember i, I honestly didn't to, think it was possible when we used to have our debates Probably with isn't. that other person i don't want to talk about right he, i would always say and oh, we'll figure it out basically like yeah. technology like, we'll fi- and he always like really shit on me for that like, no we're fucked but it's like i like we always talk about like um they had a model for how much food 
they could produce on the earth. Yeah. To feed the people. And they said, we could only support a population of 300 million people. Right. And after that, there's not enough food. You couldn't, with this amount of square footage. Was it 3 billion or something? No, I think it was like 300 million people. Oh, wow. Well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but like, you know what I mean? This is a, this is a real thing. It was like pre, um, it was like after we knew how big the earth was, right. But before like the world wars, pre, I think pre-industrial pre-industrial. And it was like, this is how much square footage we have in the world. That's farmable. This is the most we can yield from that square footage. This yeah. is what we can produce. And this is the earth we can support. And that was fact. No, you couldn't deny that. Yeah, that's true. And then somebody came along and invented uh, nitrogen-based fertilizer. Yeah. And we were able to 1,000 times our per acre um, capacity of growing. Or, yeah. Literally. Or acres that were no previously unviable were now viable. Could be viable now just by pouring fucking nitrogen, yeah. like, you know, fertilize you buy at a fucking, at a Home Depot for, right? Yeah. And it completely changed the way people thought about farming. And the same thing happened with shipping. It was like, okay, we're globalizing now. The only thing, you know, this is the amount of countries we can support. This is the amount of shit we can ship. And then, because they're like, well, you're never going to be able to make a plane that can support fucking weight. Yeah. And then they did. Right? And it's like, and then the same thing happened. It's like, well, we're never going to, you know, it's 2001. The, <laughs> we're giving internet to people and we're never going to be able to financially support giving internet to people in rural, you know, remote places. Well, here's, and here's, then we launched satellites. Like it's just, things a, have changed. Here's a good one. The, uh, when the transistor was trans. Yes. The biggest, the biggest thing in technology. And they believe that the transistor was going to be like, we couldn't make anything smaller or better than the transistor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, they and the scientists, you know, that were involved were talking with politicians and they're trying to talk about the social and uh, economic and whatever impacts of the transistor. And they thought, well, we could like ships could communicate with it. And that was like one of the more out there concepts they had of it, not realizing that you're going to have a billion transistors in a pocket power, literally a billion lith lithium cobalt device li yeah. or a billion transistors in a single chip inside this device with all these other things. And that was well, going to power a globalized yeah. internet, which the social impacts of which can't be measured. Batteries. Big thing. Right. People never thought of batteries. Yeah. We are now doing Fucking 5g. Like, like we are now Google. What was that called? My, what's the microcomputers called? The chips, the, what is it called? Quantum uh, computers. Quanta, yeah, quantum computers. And that's the, that's Just the lane that was going down. Yeah. Where it's like, it is not only microscopic, but like a fraction of micro, where the, where when you zoom in and what you observe changes what happens. Yeah. Think about that. How does that exist? Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know. Also, the thing I didn't realize about quantum computers is uh, you see, you've, have you seen pictures of what those things look like? Well, yeah. It looks like a, like a chandelier, right? Well, it's like, monstrous. Well, yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's that's basically the cooling system that you're seeing. Yeah. The actual uh, quantum computer is about this big. I'm holding a bottle cap. Also, like, can't we, like, can't perceive how small it is? No, no, it's, um, no, no, you can. I heard, like, someone talk about it, and they're like, looking at it, like, doesn't do justice to what it is right like yeah because your you're, brain can't figure no you're, 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 computing you're filling on, in you're computing on electrons like that's yeah. the difference with a regular computer you're computing on binary code yeah on ones and zeros 
and that's electrical impulses, whatever. Uh, but quantum computing is computing with electrons. Yeah. And that's currently that like we that's as small as we can imagine. Well, going. they're like smaller than atoms, but then they figure they can go smaller. Well, the only thing the s- smaller thing that we could conceive of would be nuclear computing. Yeah, because nuclei are smaller than electrons and protons, so it's like about... we could go nuclear computing, which would be another thousand x yeah. over the million but x that we I, already did. I remember like, just watching an interview with a guy who like know who like is a leader in that field. Yeah, I was like, oh no, no, like, like conceivably, we could do even deeper yeah where it was like not only you achieve one that would help you achieve the next and then it's like and then i I remember reading like ai could be able to because humans uh we couldn't see small enough but you get ai to take the data and change it so it would be so small you wouldn't even be able to perceive what's happening but like an ai could be changing like nano computer nuclear computing yeah so, to so, a point subatomic. where it's like we yeah. don't even know what's happening anymore. Yeah, subatomic particles. Yeah. It's like oh, okay, right. And at that level, you're uh, like even at the level of just quantum computing, which is what we're currently working with, and they're currently trying to improve. Um, this as soon as we ins- when we understand quantum computing to the degree that we've done with the transistor, you're looking at a world where um, aging isn't a thing. Yeah, where we can control the weather. We can create anything. We can harvest energy. We can uh, store energy. We can use energy at an efficiency level that's near perfection. Like we can, like we could basically be a galactic fairing species with just quantum computing. Never mind the next levels that we you know could go down. And that's conceivably possible to have com- uh, quantum computing to the level where it could start doing those things for us within the next couple decades. Tyler. So it's like... You know what's going to happen? We're going to land on Neptune. And... There's going to be some thick-ass bitches there? No, some guy is going to say, oh. trans people aren't allowed to work on Neptune. Um, And then we're going to have a war. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the, like, that's the, that's the, that's the see, most depressing the, you part about it. You're not wrong. It, it, the funny part is like going from like nihilism to cheerful nihilism back to nihilism. Yeah. Is like... <laughs> No, no, no. We'll we will solve everything as human species, and we'll be just as stupid. And we're on the gonna other be side. mad about gay people on the other and side, and fucking kill. Like they're gonna be like, no, I'm not buying that fucking nuclear uh, fusion, whatever, because it was made by a trans person, and I'm boycotting it. And then they're gonna die, and <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh... We're not a species meant to last, buddy. You know what mm. fucking like you look at wild animals, wild species, and they just like do what they need to to survive. Yeah? yeah. People, human beings will like protest or whatever to their detriment because they're idiots. <laughs> like But you take that away and they will do what they need to to survive. I don't know. I, I think the more I'm, you layer on, the more we get removed from what well, makes sense. You know what they say is that I, I forget what it's called, but it's a phenomenon that's like developed nations are the only places talking about gender. 
Right. Our friend Margaret, who's been Doctor Hully, who's been on the podcast. Art. She talks. It, art is probably the best signifier. She talks about living back in South Africa, and she's like, "I never fucking heard about gay people. I never heard about trans people. We never talked about it because because they would just exist, and nobody would. And you're gonna get stabbed tomorrow. Like right. she was like talking about, it's like I need to fucking figure out how to secure my house to not get robbed. She's like, she's not thinking about oh those fucking trans people. Like she's not thinking about it. Yeah. So it's like that there, there's a phrase for it. I'll put it on the screen if I, if I can Google it afterwards, but there, there's like a sociological phrase for problems, I guess, first world problems, what you could say in colloquialism. But when you reach a certain point of human development, yeah, you start worrying about shit. When you have to worry about starving, you're not worried about gender identity. You're not worried about shit. Yeah. So that's why third world countries will make fun of first world countries for being like they're fucking fighting about what? Yeah, well, like, he, here's take, because they're all fed yeah. is the thing, right? Well, here's your clip. They'll keep you fed and safe enough to sit on the TV to worry about the shit they tell you to be f- afraid of. Well, but not so well fed that you're happy you and content. Revolt, right? <laughs> And you don't need to turn on that TV because you're happy and content. Yeah. Like you're trapped. You're a little bit stressed. You're a little bit scared. And you're going to sit on that couch in with that background level of stress, anxiety, and fear. And you're going to see that thing and you're going to be like, what's wrong? They tell you what's wrong and you identify with it and you get fucking mad about it. If they solved all the problems, then you don't have anything to be fucking mad about and stressed about because it is conceivable that everyone can just live a happy life. It's but also, that is not to anyone's benefit. It's also like I've seen videos of people like explaining socialist ideals to conservatives and they agree with them until they label them. Right. Right. Or it's like everything that you don't want in life is like being caused by the world's elite. And instead of like, combining our forces and fighting them where you're mad at trans people basically and i'm saying trans people just because we were talking about it early in the episode but like name them that is name a minority name it you know look at look at the volume of legislation that's been passed and see what people are giving shit look at our fucking city bro yeah the our uh government broadcaster had to disable comments on their social media posts because people were too racist you watch yeah. a. You look at a, <laughs> It's not getting better. Literally today, Winnipeg Police Service released a statement saying somebody stabbed somebody. There's no names involved. Yeah. All the comments were, and excuse my profanity, this is just quoting is like, oh, Indians going crazy in the fucking. Like just making fun of Native people. Yeah. Um, which, which, being like which, they're the problem. Which for you Americans is the equivalent of blaming black people. But it's like, you don't know that. There's no name. There's no picture. It's like, why? But I, I, today, I read this fucking post. There was like seven people on this com uh, being like, oh, it's natives. Yeah. And you're like, what are you talking about? Which would be if you're in, in, let's say, Atlanta being like, these N words are whatever, wild and out on each other. Like, yeah. that's the equivalent. Yeah. That's, but it's that's like, the fucking state we live in. Yeah. The fact, Canada be so fucking nice. The fact that, we can like solve everything with quantum computing 
solve aging. We can solve the technical problems. We got a cultural issue. <laughs> but people are we, like... We got a people problem. Yeah, but should we solve these natives? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, we don't even deserve the well, technology. That's, that's when you kind of like le- think about those elite conspiracies. Like, oh, they want the immortality for themselves. They want but us they don't, fighting. They don't want us to have it. Well, it's like... Maybe they've got a point. They do. Maybe not then, everybody needs this. But then you know what? You know what it is? Like when you're just saying not that. Not all like the bloodlines need to continue. You're saying like they don't want us to have it. Right. The Then the conservatives are saying like, yeah, they, the LGBT I'm, fucking right. I'm, mafia. And I'm right? saying that super, I'm saying that really on purpose. I'm, no, I, I'm yeah, saying the hard, I mean, I'm saying the hard they because oh no. everyone perceives that differently. Yeah, right? You have to say the, don't use the hard it, a. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I'm saying that because for a, for a reason because everyone has a fucking devil yeah. to blame for all the problems in the world. Yeah. Like it and it's it's absurd. It's nonsense, but I don't know. I we could go on for years about this. Yeah, we we're going to we're going to end up here. So, uh thank you for listening to episode 113 of Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we debate business topics, post hope and drugs. Or just get mad at the world. That first segment where we're talking about real estate was actually like helpful business, I think. Yeah, rip. But we were also debating, which is like very infrequent for us because I know debating is like the theme of the show, but me and you agree on 90% of the shit. So it was nice to be able to like... I mean, well, let me just say this. Here we Um, go. Unfortunately... I was doing my outro. That's kind of the result of healthy debate is you... Just end of, up agreeing. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't end up agreeing. You just kind of find common ground. Do you want to? And like, we've been doing this for so long. We yeah. just have a lot of common ground, even though yeah. we disagree on a lot of things. Do you want to like debate class this one time, where we like have to debate stuff we don't agree with? It would have to be something specific, but yeah, yeah. we could try. Okay. I, we, but it's really hard when you're drinking. Like we gotta, yeah. we gotta, we gotta prepare. <laughs> we can't keep on. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta. We, we're gonna lose the structure a third of the way through. For it's sure, gonna be yeah. a lot. We need like a sober moderator <laughs> trying to keep us in line. No, no, no. Willows. No, back to the fucking trans people. <laughs> All right. That's what we need. We need a sober. I'll be like, oh yeah, no, no. I met this parrot the other day, and it was talking. <laughs> it's like, how does it do it? It's like Willows. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. If you're listening on Spotify or YouTube, can you please comment where you're listening from? That would really help us out. Um, we're getting, we have like an increased viewership. It's and, it, like, and if you're a debate club moderator, let us know. Let and we'll us know. Sky, we'll, we'll bring Skype you, on the you show. in. Um, if you have more than, let's say, 250 subscribers on any platform, let's have you on the podcast. Fuck it. Fuck it. Whatever. Um, this episode was sponsored by Prairie Wolf Bakery. Uh, look them up. And uh, we'll see you next week. Drink more beer. Please. Or wine. Please. Alcohol beyond this point podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast.